Gosh, it's, it's been it's been some time since old Rudolph there was helped us out way back then, you know. Well, you know Rudolph, don't you? I mean, gosh, you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Blitzend, Comet and Cupid and and Carrie and Dave and. Welcome to episode five of the Rock and Randy's Pro Wrestling Outlaws Mud Show podcast, the home of your favorite fake internet wrestling friends. I love that that pops mic every time he hears it for the record. Um, tonight, it's just me and Albert. We're brother Mike and brother William are at the uh, CWF Legends Fan Fest, probably uh, talking to Jimmy Garvin right now as we're recording. And old Brando is at the Heat Pacers game. Which he was he was messaging me separately, bitching that half the Heat players didn't make the trip to Indiana. Can you blame him? It's Indiana. I, apparently, he got pretty good seats. <laughs> um, I think he might have got box seats or a suite or something. He got free tickets for so that's his team. So I don't blame him. I guess. So once again, he misses out on. Uh, actually, was this wasn't his idea, was it? No, this was Mike's idea. This is Mike's idea. I Are don't. We're gonna stretch this nine. over three weeks, then. No, I think we're done after this. Okay, good. <laughs> no, I don't think mine's gonna be. I mean, I'm just gonna hit the main things on mine. Um, if we no, go, I think, as long, better not go as long as last time. You're going to be doing this show by yourself if we go as long as last time. <laughs> um, no, I think the next episode we might have a guest on to do. What was that idea I floated out a week ago that I actually did a, a voice message for because I was too lazy to met, to actually type it? Is he uh, going to fall into this? Fall into the situation? He that might. Guest, he might just he fall might. into it. Okay. That's what I thought. And that, that's going to be, we take four wrestlers, like, like let's hypothetically, you want to throw four wrestlers from 89 WWF into 89 NWA. That's the, the concept. And then what, who would they feud with and what would they do, basically? So I'm not looking for like a whole year's worth of booking, just like how would you use them in that situation? It's easy to do a whole year's worth of booking then anyways, because you don't have to do a pay-per-view every month. I have... Well, I sent it to you in the group chat. I have 21 pages, but it's mostly bullet points. Like, I don't have... I don't have every match booked out. So, I guess... Let's just go into this. You just... Just get... Just get this... Get this mud show underway. <laughs> All right. So, since we're starting with June 94, because that's when Hogan would have made his first appearance. Uh, that's Clash 28. I have Cactus and Sullivan defeating the Nasties after the match. Terry Funk is on the ramp applauding Cactus and Sullivan. This is going to build to a, a bigger feud. Um, Alex Wright loses to DDP. I think that might have actually been a match on the card. I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to Regal... ask you this. Just because at the time, 
Terry Funk was in the stud stable, is he there on the plant ramp as part of the stud stable? Or are you breaking him off from the stud stable? I'm breaking him off. That's too bad. I like that tag team with Funk and Funk. Not that it went too much longer anyways at this point. I well, that's kind of why I broke him off. I think cause... it went to the end of Fall Brawl with that egg-sucking dog, Dusty Rhodes. Actually, I think that's what it, yeah, that's when it ended. Um, but no, I have more for Terry as this goes on. Um, I keep Regal winning the title from Zabisco. I'd rather Zabisco on commentary. After Regal wins the belt, Pillman comes out, cuts a promo, saying that he's due for a shot at the TV title, setting up a future match. I wanted to get and Pillman. And when Regal another... says, no, sunshine, you get to the back of the line. <laughs> I wanted Pillman to get a, a, a title run that wasn't the lightweight title. Because he was so good, and he was one of their guys that they could always count on. Um, next match is Johnny B. Bad and uh, stunning Steve Austin. They go to a double DQ. Uh, no, they go to a DQ for the U.S. title, and Dustin interferes to prevent Austin from hitting Bad with the belt. And then Flair beats Sting to unify the two titles. Um, pardon me. And afterwards, he celebrates with Arn, Tully, and Barry. They reform the Horsemen. Moving on to Bash at the Beach. And and I'm going to be honest with you, because I I sent it to you earlier, and I said I hit a wall. I didn't There's some shows I have. There's some shows I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 we got to run in. Talking to Austin. He gets Zaha with him. That's what I want to know. Yeah, he's here, but he said you're a bitch. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, all, all I heard was that uh, that uh, I heard all I heard was uh, somebody who doesn't know what uh, Mr. Magoo sounds like. What's up, Aaron? Done. <laughs> are there any are there any mangy <laughs> with you, gentlemen? <laughs> gentlemen, who stepped in? What's that? What'd you say? I said, I said are there any mangy Ewoks with you? <laughs> right. He said, there, uh, you got any uh, mangy uh, Ewoks there? Christ. Um, of course, but um, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's Ewoks, but there's no Mr. Magoo, and I'm sad about that. That's right, because he didn't sound like Mr. Magoo. We've established it. Or you don't sound like Stu either. Yeah, well, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> Gosh, man, that's not how he sounds like at all. It's just, it's just not what he sounds like. It's like, it's like, hey, man, me and Dave, you missed a book story about how me and Dave used to run the reindeer for, for Santa Claus and deliver presents to all the chip boys and girls all over the world earlier. And then I get my sweet banana latte. I used to go on the boat. We asked uh, Jimmy Gervin if you killed all those... Yeah, and he said that you were notorious for it. Did you seriously ask him that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. That is okay. great. All right, we'll check in later. Oh, I guess I gotta Have fun, guys. That was a great run-in. <laughs> uh, I want to know who all was in that... Uh, I, I wanted to know too. It was like I thought I heard Zaha in the background, but uh, 
It says you kicked out William Merriweather. Yeah, that's really <laughs> aggressive. I saw that. I'm like, I don't think you did. I thought they just left. <laughs> Jesus, that's aggressive. Like, no, it says Dags. Dags. Actually, we call you Dags, but it should be, shouldn't it be Dags? I'm pretty good with Dags, honestly. I don't know. Now that no, that's Diagostino, I feel like it should be, hey, Diags. <laughs> no, I I, pr- I actually prefer Dags, honestly. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, Dags definitely sounds better than Diags. Oh, I got that all the time growing up in high school, so. I'm what, Diags? With- yeah, Diag. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm again. Dags is perfectly fine with me. I like it. All right. right. <laughs> let's go back to the mud show. Uh, to- Bash at the beach. Well, it's, less, it's less muddy than you think. Or oh, you mean this this show? Okay. This <laughs> show, yeah. I can't believe they freaking asked Jimmy Garvin about Kevin in the cat. <laughs> <laughs> this this has me totally derailed right now. Gosh, gosh, no, 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 no. Those cats, the cats. I mean, they don't. They weren't doing their jobs, killing the rats. And I don't mean the rats that were there to see me and Dave, man, and Carrie, and even Mike, or even Chris. <laughs> I'm kidding, man. None of the rats were there to see Chris. Oh, but yeah, it's like we just couldn't stand by it, you know. Now, Kevin, were you dis- were you disappointed in Chris when he cried? Oh, he cried like a little bitch, and I just could not stand it. It was just terrible, terrible, and it's it like. Oh, you're embarrassing me. Come on. Come on, Chris. Knock it off. I mean, who, who what kind of bro, what kind of brother would I be if I didn't buy my 11-year-old brother a, t- a t- prostitute to lose his virginity to? What well, doesn't seem fair to me? That's some situation. But it makes total sense. That's what I thought. It's like, gosh, man. Me and Dave, man, we were like, "All right, here you go. You're going to be you're going to be a man now, Chris." I'm like, "God damn it, Chris. Stop crying." Stop crying. You're embarrassing me. I mean, just the best part is the best part is it was like it's chubby Chris who who did the song. My dad could whip your dad. That's that's the best part. I was going to say something really bad, but I'm not saying it now. I I, I broke myself before I even went to say it. And and I'm glad I did because it was just going to be awful. So let's move on. All right. Okay, so we're at the Bash of the Beach, 1994. Uh, Sting versus Flair ends when Sting has Flair and the Scorpion Deathlock. Wyndham and Tully interfere to prevent Sting from winning. It's a three-on-one situation until the Steiners return to WCW and run the Horsemen off, ending the show. Uh, And then the other thing of note I have for Bash of the Beach is that Pillman beats Lord Steven for the TV title. Um, And that's pretty much it. This was one of those ones where I just I hit my wall and I'm just throwing in what I can. Uh, you, uh, you, you've made a bad booking error there, sir. It's besmirching this good name of Lord Stephen and taking the title from him so soon. All right, move on. Next. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clash 28, August 24th, 1994. Uh, Dustin beats Austin for the U.S. title. Uh, the Nasties win the tag belts from Cactus and Sullivan when Terry Funk accidentally hits Kevin Sullivan with the branding iron. 
Again, playing on what I said earlier. That's fine. Next. Uh, Fall Brawl 94, uh, War Games. Sting's team beats the Horsemen when Tully passes out due to blood loss in the main event. Uh, Cactus and Sullivan lose a rematch to the Nasties. Afterwards, Funk and Sullivan get into a wild brawl that Cactus has to try and break up. Those are the big highlights for that. All right, so now we're up to what? Another clash? Halloween Havoc. Oh, well, one by bad. All right, so Halloween Havoc 94. Dustin Rhodes and Steve Austin wrestle to a double countout and a brawl. Harlem Heat win the world tag titles from the Nasties. Uh, Wyndham beats Pillman for the TV title. Funk defeats Sullivan with Cactus as the special referee when Cactus attacks Sullivan after Sullivan argues with Jack on a slow count. So that's setting up Terry and Cactus as as a loose team at this point. Uh, Sting wins the world title from Flair when Flair submits to the Scorpion Deathlock. No, he the doesn't. And Pillman no, he doesn't. Prevent the Horsemen from interfering. I'm going to stop you right there. No, he doesn't. He does not beat Ric Flair. For, he does not beat Ric Flair, brother, for the World Heavyweight Championship. No, that does not happen. Woo! Okay, go on. <laughs> go on. What happens after he supposedly beats Ric Flair? Well, nothing. That, that's, that's, that, ends the, that ends the show. The, uh, the Steiners and Pillman. Yeah, I know. Let's go on. Stop the, the horseman from. <laughs> All right, uh, Clash 29 in November 94. Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle steps down as the commissioner of WCW. He announces his replacement is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. This way, I like Nick Bockwinkle. He's a very classy wrestler. I think Steamboat makes more sense in this role after retiring from a neck injury. He's this still... He's, what? This is back. Was it his back? That was his neck. Nope. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Flair gets. You needed a backy out of me. <laughs> uh, Flair gets a win on Rick Steiner with a roll up. Sting submits Tully to the Scorpion Deathlock and the main event. Dustin Rhodes wins a Turkey Bowl ten man battle royal after eliminating Arn Anderson. Randy Savage makes his WCW debut by coming out in the ramp and applauding Dustin. Wait, what, I, wait. I just made it up. When was this? This would have been November 16th, 1994. You got the macho man coming in in November. Yeah, I have him coming in a month earlier. Whatever. We're making this shit up anyways. <laughs> well, this is why I have macho coming in. So Star K94... Um, Wyndham beats Pillman in a loser leaves town match, uh, in a cage match for the U S title with Randy Savage as the guest enforcer, stunning Steve Austin against Dustin Rhodes. Dustin whips Austin into the referee. Randy Anderson's out. Savage opens up the cage door and takes over as referee. Austin and Savage get into an argument. Savage decks. Austin lays him out. He tells Dustin to pin him. Dustin refuses saying he doesn't want to win that way. Savage looks at him and just walks out the cage. He does the, yeah, that's fine. I'm getting out of here. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. Walking out the cage door, ambling out of here. Not going to take it. Not going to be any part of this. Yeah, dig it. Yeah. So yeah. Dustin sticks his head out of the cage and tries to reason with Savage to come back. They argue Savage has enough and slams Dustin's head in the cage door. 
Dustin's a bloody mess. Randy Anderson's coming back to Austin covers him and wins the match. Okay. Okay. And Sting loses the world TV tie or the world television. Oh, Jesus Christ. The world Sting heavyweight championship that he shouldn't have had because he shouldn't yeah. have Rick. Okay. Jesus. I understand you hate Sting. You've sold that already. Sting loses the WCW world title to Ric Flair Woo! after Flair That's puts his on the ropes for the pinfall. Because this is when he was the, you know, he was playing up the dirtiest player in the game gimmick. So he put his feet in the ropes to win. The horsemen celebrate the end of the show. And now we're hitting uh, 1995. This is kind of where all my good stuff is. Uh, Clash 30, uh, January 25th, 1995. Barry Windham beats Johnny B. Bad in a TV title match. Uh, the Yellow Dog comes out to mock Barry Windham after the match. The Yellow Dog. Yes. I was going to say, do you remember that gimmick? Wasn't that his gimmick? It was Barry's gimmick, and it was also Pillman's gimmick. So I'm using it again, because why the fuck not? (laughs) But I don't pay it off the same way WCW did. Um, The Steiners beat Harlem Heat for the world tag titles. Arn and Tully come out after the match and demand the first title shot. Um, Sting and Dustin Rhodes team up to to face Macho and Flair. Uh, the match ends when Sting gets the pin on Macho when Flair leaves him high and dry. So Flair ditches Macho. Okay. Because it's more of a strange bedfellows match than it is. Say, so why were they partners to begin with? Because I really didn't know what I wanted to have as the main event for that show, honestly. <laughs> Lazy booking. No, this is lazy booking. Super Brawl 5 is the World Cup of Wrestling, WCW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Horsemen watch the evening's events from a... What? A year early? Look, there are some of the these that I had I had some trouble doing, so I just kind of made things work as I could. Okay. The Horsemen watch the evening's events from a VIP section in the arena. Uh, Scorpio beats Black Tiger. Rhodes and Kanemoto go to a time limit draw against Austin and Otani. Cactus and Hashimoto defeat Vader and Tenzon when Hashimoto pins Tenzon. The Steiners beat Sasaki and Hase. Muda defeats Regal, which that plays out long term. And Sting defeats Chono. I want to get off topic for just a second here. That's fine. Because, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, we already knew that uh, uh, Nakamura is supposed to wrestle Muda, right? For a no show? Yes. I saw earlier today, and I don't know if this is real because I didn't look into it enough. I saw a graphic for Sheamus to be wrestling against, uh, oh God, I can't, Suzuki. At a Noah show. I was like, that can't be real. And I didn't look into it further. So I was just going to, I just, hashtag forbidden door. As we're we're talking about uh, about some stuff (laughs) in Japan, it just reminded me of that. And I wanted to ask you if you had seen anything about this. 
I did not. This is the first I'm hearing about it. All right. Well, you go ahead and go on with your card, and I'm going to look and see if I can find anything more about this. All right. <clears throat> All right. Uncensored 95. So we're in March of 1995 now. Um... Ron Simmons defeats Barry Windham to win the TV title after the Yellow Dog prevents Barry Windham from hitting Ron with the belt. Uh, Windham goes to unmask the dog with the referee distracted, trying to get the dog to leave. From under the ring comes Brian Pillman. He drop kicks Windham, who bounces off the ropes into a Ron Simmons power slam for the pin. Cactus wins the U.S. title from Steve Austin in a no DQ match. Uh, when Vader catches Austin with a clothesline by accident, trying to go after Cactus. Dustin Rhodes beats Randy Savage in a respect match. The match goes all over the building. Both men are bloodied, can barely stand by the end. Dustin catches Macho in a Cobra clutch, which he did use as a move. And Macho announces, I respect you, Dustin. And that kind of starts their whole, the next chapter of that whole angle. Uh, and then the main event, Sting and the Steiners lose to the Horsemen of Flair, Arn, and Tully, uh, where if one of the Steiners gets pinned, Arn and Tully win the tag belts, and if Flair gets pinned, Sting wins the world title. Uh, Arn hits Rick with a spinebuster for the win. Arn and Tully are now the new tag team champions. Moving on to Slamboree 95. Uh, the big thing's coming out of Slamboree 95. Cactus and Dustin Rhodes team up to face Austin and Vader in a tag match. Pretty wonderful hit the ring and surround Dustin after Austin collides with the referee. Vader and Jack are brawling on the outside. Savage makes his raid to the ring. At first, it looks like he's going to join Pretty Wonderful in attacking Dustin, but instead he attacks Pretty Wonderful, and he and Dustin shake hands. Dustin rolls up Austin for the win. Uh, in the main event, Pillman versus Flair for the WCW title. Flair gets the wind after Barry Windham trips Pillman. Sting, who was banned from the arena on a because of an incident that took place on Saturday night the week before, um, he comes out after the match from the from the crowd in street clothes and goes after Flair. Uh, sends the crowd home happy by hitting Flair with a stinger splash, which Flair then powders with the belt and leaves. So Stinger must pose. Instead of Hogan must pose. <laughs> but he was still kind of built back then, so he could still do it. Uh, you know what? I'm an unabashed lover of Surfer Sting, so. Hey, here's the thing. If you have to have Sting, I would rather be Surfer Sting as opposed to the Crow Sting. I mean, I had a Surfer Sting t-shirt. I didn't have a Crow Sting t-shirt. And Surfer Sting is who signed my my poster board for the show. Wait, was that the same uh, 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 poster board, or was it a uh, was, was that a program? No, okay, so it was a poster board. Um, it was the one that would be, like, in the stores, like the local stores advertising oh. the show when we were selling tickets. Okay. So that's what that was that you got signed by Double A, and then by your hero, Jeez. Heavy Metal Van Hammer. Hey kid, I'll sign that for you. Yeah. Hey kid, let me sign that for you. <laughs> I just made your day. Uh, gee, thanks. 
So on so that card also had Mask Johnny B Bad taking on uh, uh Max Payne because this was after he got hit with the Bad Blaster. Well, well, well. There came and, Johnny B Bad, and he do don't want to make him mad. Uh, another highlight on that show was um, Arn and Roma taking on uh, Benoit and Eaton. Interesting. Interesting. We had front row seats. We were we were the, the corner, like where the entrance was, which they had, which they had, dub, they had uh, split gorillas. So the heels were coming out from one entrance and the fa- and the the faces were coming out the other so the heels were using the girls locker room and the faces were using the boys locker room uh-huh. so i was the corner were facing the ring where the aisle came from so it was me my dad my mom sitting there sorry i'm giving way too much information but we had great seats That's for cool. the local high school gym That's cool Oh and there was no music because it was of as course. old school as it gets from Bill Watts's era. These, they're like, oh, here it is. It's like, probably like, well, I, I'm get, I want to wonder is like, uh, how was the PA system at the school? Probably not worth the shit. Uh, then no. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was. You weren't going to play music over their PA. Well, all we're going to do is announce them. Fuck it. That's all they did. But I mean, <laughs> I was eight, and it was it was awesome. It could have uh, it could have did like what Cornette was describing uh, the uh, uh, the shows in Louisville, where he would have to play the tape player for the wrestlers as they came and to stick the, the microphone in front of it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, for eight-year-old me, it was the greatest show I've ever saw, and I really wanted the Slam Jam tape, but that didn't happen. I got it years later through YouTube. You got it years later, and then realized uh, it really wasn't worth getting. <laughs> it has Michael Hayes all over. That's all I'm saying. Doot doot doot. Okay. Doot doot doot. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we like in a hostage situation or something? I don't know that. And then he walked away. So that makes me think that he did know something. <laughs> I will never not laugh at that story. <laughs> <sighs> what? I don't know that. Because <laughs> I can just picture his eyes getting all big. And he's like, well, I don't know anything about that. And then he just walks away from him. because he didn't want These to are situations that leads to him losing his ponytail. I, I have, can't believe he hasn't learned this yet. Oh. <laughs> uh. I freaking love the Freebirds, though, so I feel really bad making fun of Michael P.S. Hayes. Do you really? Because look at how he dresses these days. Oh, he looks like a pimp, and it's the funniest fucking thing. A pimp with a leather freaking fanny pack, which is even better. <laughs> he, you know, I was like, I'm trying to think, when did he put on all this weight? Because he was still in pretty good shape when he did the new hardy boys thing or the new the new will be the new Freebirds with the hardy boys or whatever and he's trying to do oh he's trying to look hip yeah you know when he when he transitions back to michael hayes from being doc hendrix 
The doctor. <laughs> Doc doing the freaking Booker pose. <laughs> oh, so that's where Booker got that from. <laughs> He's a, he was a big Doc Hendricks fan. Well, I knew I saw that from somewhere before. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, 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 I was actually a fan of Doc Hendricks on commentary when he was with Vince. Before he became really goofy doing all the selling of stuff and whatnot and being a comedy routine with Todd Pettengill on Action Zone. But, uh, so, and, and when he go. came in, you know, I knew he looked familiar, but it's like I couldn't. He looked so different with his hair cut short and just the mustache and everything. It's like, it's like, who is this guy? He looks like he's somebody, but it's like, he did not look like Michael Hayes. You know what I mean? And I didn't see enough NWA to know, you know, because, again, lack of cable at the time. And uh, previously, so it's like I'd seen him. Basically, I'd seen Michael P.S. Hayes from the WCW game for the NES. Oh, and that was and an awesome fucking game. Hey, was it? I would say it's probably the hardest NES wrestling game. But not the worst. Far from the worst. You had okay. tag team wrestling on that system. Okay, tag team wrestling was the worst. You had muscle on that system. Oh, I fucking hate muscle. But here's here's the difference between muscle, as much as I hate muscle. You had the first WrestleMania on that system. Muscle and WrestleMania were at least a little more pick up and play compared to the learning curve of WCW at the time. I thought it was fun. Uh, I rented that game as a kid from the local store. It's like I thought it was cool. It was like, oh, I get to pick which moves I use and how. They... Bear in mind, I don't know that none of these moves are actually assigned to any of these wrestlers because they so... don't do these moves. So it's actually just a a redoing of yeah, a I Japanese know. game called Superstar Pro Wrestling, yep. which I'm Hawk and Animal are in the Japanese game. Yes. And they didn't give Hawk and Animal Hawk and Animal's moves from the Japanese game. No. Because that would have been too easy. Um, it was, isn't, wasn't Andre in the Japanese game and they just put a mask on him in the United States version? Yes. As the boss. Was he the WCW master? Something like that. It's got some S&M connotations to it. Anyway, um, we could do a whole episode on wrestling video games. Um, well, we could, I didn't get yes. to play WrestleMania or WCW until I had emulators in the early 2000s. Um, now, the WCW game that absolutely sucked was Super Brawl on the SNES. I don't know. I played Nitro and Thunder, and they were pretty god awful. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that the, the, those were definitely worse than. I mean, the only saving grace eh. on Nitro and Thunder were the promos. Hey, how would you like to get power bomb? Come on, pick me, pick me, <laughs> yeah. pick me, please, please, pick me. Please. Nash just phoning everything in made it actually. Fun. Hey, how would you like to get power? Uh, 
All right. right. Let's get back to uh, right. Great back American to, uh, Bash here. Back to, uh, oh, we're up to the Bash of the Great yep. of the Americans, of the Greeks, if you will. Uh, show opens with Barry Windham and Pillman going to time limit draw. Randy Savage defeats Steve Austin. He was Dustin Rhodes' mystery opponent for Austin. Dustin defeats Paul Orndorff. Orndorff was Austin's mystery opponent for Dustin. Uh, the Nasty Boys win a number one contender's triangle match against the Steiners and Harlem Heat. Lord Steven defeats Ron Simmons. He hits him with the power of the punch. Oh, we're bringing so that out, are we? Yeah, why not? Why He's made it such a big part of Why who not? He We're is. making this shit up as we go anyways. It's all fi- it's all fake fantasy booking anyways. Uh Lord Stevens now the TV champ. Vader beats Cactus Jack for the United States title in a pinfalls count anywhere match. Cactus is rushed out of the building on a stretcher after Vader power bombs Jack off the ramp onto the cold concrete floor. Uh Jack is unconscious and not moving. And then Flair beats Sting after a low blow. The Horsemen yet again celebrate on the ramp as the show closes. Bash at the Beach 95 is not on the beach and will not be part of play. Uh, Jesus, Playboy Baywatch. <laughs> was that why it was on the beach? Because they were filming that damn episode. Yes. I'm going to crush this basketball in my hands. The best part is that episode aired when Vader was in the WWF. Um, That'll teach him. Savage goes to a time limit draw with Austin to open the show. Orndorff comes out after the match to help Austin with Savage. And then Dustin Rhodes comes out to even the odds. Lord Steven beats Ron Simmons in a rematch. Simmons passes out from the pain of the regal stretch because he refuses to submit. Simmons stays strong in the loss and keeps his credibility, but he's going to start being moved down the card. Uh, Vader defends the U.S. title against Terry Funk. Funk is sent out on a stretcher as well after Vader power bombs him six times until the referee calls for the bell. Uh, Vader looks into the camera and yells, Cactus Jack, this is for you. This is the end of Terry and WCW for this time. Pause for a second. How many time? How many places did WCW to go to where they didn't really sell tickets to go there? They just had basically you could just show up and be there on the beach, uh, in the mall, uh, at a Sturgis. biker rally. How many times did they just? Oh, we don't need a gate for this. Did they do two? Bash at the beaches on no, they only did that one, right? I only re- I only remember the one. No, oh, and you're forgetting MGM. No one paid to get into the the worldwide tapings. Oh yeah, but that's TV. That's different. Well, I guess the one wasn't. It. I guess the Nitro they did Nitro's t- there the first too. first Nitro's TV too, so I guess I can forgive that almost, but. But they I take mean, nitros after Bash at the Beach '96 at MGM too outside. Yeah. But uh, so here's my argument for it: it it gave a different atmosphere and it looked cool this on TV. This is true. I actually like the look of them wrestling on the beach for Bash at the Beach. 
I, you know what I liked, and I and I always talk about it to other people. Like I've talked about it to other people over the years, and like no one seems to remember it. Remember when they were doing worldwide at MGM, and they were doing it on like an outside soundstage that looked like no. a town. Uh, no, you gotta remember, I didn't start right. I didn't get WCW. Well, that was syndicated. Nineteen ninety four. Oh shit! And... This would have been ninety three. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I didn't get to start watching until '94, and it's like, and, and 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 coincidentally enough, about the time that worldwide was it was worldwide, right? Yes. Uh, I started we're airing on the Canadian station, which my grandparents picked up down the road, and I if I was there on Saturday, I could watch it there. Uh, uh, but. Again, I didn't see it. it. I didn't know it wasn't there before. I had cable. It's like all of a sudden, like, oh, it's there. I was like, oh, shit. I'm sorry. I so, forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So I didn't. I, I was like I said, I felt like I missed the prime WCW because Hogan came in, and then it kind of did change over the course of that year. Like you said, it changed a lot. It changed a lot, and it got really hokey. And which is why I absolutely started to dislike it around the time that Nitro even started because I was like, it was just so hokey. And I was like, not that WWF wasn't, but WWF was hokey <laughs> with a budget. Am I wrong? Hokey with a budget versus hokey just to be hokey. Well, I actually think that WCW had a bigger budget at that point because, like we said a couple episodes ago, Vince was running high, high school gyms for Raw. It was. There were some shows in high schools for Raw, yeah. Uh, I think specifically December 94, with Shawn Michaels on commentary, they are in a high school gym in New York. Okay, I'd have to look this up. I don't recall. They did a good job of hiding it, maybe. Or I was they, just not paying did. attention to it. But, uh... but Because they somehow were... they fit the freaking video screen and the pyro in the gym. They didn't have that shit back then. They did. They didn't have higher the pyro and video screen. Well, no, actually, it was a smaller video screen. The video it was screen the, the had, multi-screen video. Yeah, screen. the multi-view screen, the same one they used for superstars. Which I you loved know? that thing, and I love yeah. that they had that gimmick in um the raw video game. Yes. Um. That's got to be one of our topics, you know, is video games, like you said, because uh, there's a lot of good ones out there, and there's some hidden gems and whatnot. A lot of crap in the last 20 years or so, but, you know. <sighs> no one else is going to know why I posted the results for this random raw taping in Liberty, New York, in the chat but you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. All righty. Moving on. But anyway, yeah, you got to I'll, I'll try to find an episode of Worldwide where they're in this like outdoor town setting on MGM Studios. It looks really that, cool. I was going to say that actually sounds cool. You know, the venue I like that they hit ran for Nitro is when they would do the WCW spring breakout thing or whatever. Oh, at Club Lavila or whatever at, it was. Yeah, in Panama 
City. Panama City, Panama, yeah. Panama City. Which is where they ran the last one, wasn't it? They ran it at a different... They ran it on that the That was a different venue, last, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Because it wasn't... Because I don't think it, it wasn't... They were in Panama City, Florida, but it wasn't the same one because it didn't have the the pool around the ring. <laughs> that drunk Nash and Hall did cannonballs into. <laughs> and ran from the giant in. Uh, you know, he talks about, he talked about, you know, how he dropped the giant on his neck with the power bomb that one time. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, he's like, I got him up like in a match. Part of, he, he's kind of said, you know, there's a couple things going on with that. You know, the giant was getting large at that time, which he was. And he was smoking on camera for Christ's sake. And he didn't, he didn't help Nash to get him up. Is what Kevin said on his podcast about it. Basically, he's like, he's like, I did it before at uh, this show. He's like, it was a house show or whatever, whatnot. But he's like, he was, he was helping me then, and he wasn't as heavy as he was at that. So, total sidebar on this. So I can tell you when that when that sold out aired. Because it aired on a Saturday. We had an away game for seventh grade basketball. So yeah. we came we came home to my buddy's place who I talked about in the chat. He, his older brother had his friends and he had and the guy I was friends with. We all hung out, all of us, to watch the free previews. <laughs> um, before there was the network, we had the black box. Um but we had just shown up still in our basketball gear at the guy's house. And the first thing we saw was Nash dumping the giant on his head. So I always associate it with, with us being in our, our shitty 1970s hand-me-down uniforms. <laughs> with, in 1998. With, <laughs> in 1998. With, with the lettering bleeding into the jersey because they're that old. You know it's bad when my dad goes, hey, I wore those jerseys. <laughs> oh, small town school. Uh, okay. We're, okay, I was at Vader beating Funk into oblivion to send him on his way and to continue the Jack feud. Uh, Arn and Tully successfully defend the tag belts against the number one contenders, Nasty Boys. Tully catches knobs with the tag title, and he stumbles into a big spinebuster from Arn. Uh, the main event, Sting and Pillman beat Flair and Wyndham in a two out of three falls tag match with special referee Ricky Steamboat. Arn and Telly attempt to interfere when Steamboat chops both of them coming into the ring. Sting rolls up Wyndham for the win. So Flair doesn't get pinned and Sting keeps his heat. You had the commissioner as the guest referee? I did, yes. On purpose? On purpose. All right, carry on. Oh, uh, <laughs> I wasn't bringing in the boss. <laughs> Flash guardian angel. Uh, Flash not boss man. You know, we talk about that as like he had a cool uniform that for, for the boss when it was the darker one. But when he first showed up there, it's like I saw a clip when he first showed up and it was literally his big boss man wrestling attire. Minus the minus the patch that said boss man. He was wrestling in all Japan with that before he went to WCW. Yeah. 
as the big boss man, which is even funnier. And I think I think I read he did a tour of Germany for catch wrestling as the big boss man as well. You probably could do that, you know. Yeah, in other countries. Other countries. They weren't going to be fucking looking into it at that time. But that shit wasn't going to fly here in the States. <laughs> um, so we're up to Clash 31. Uh, Savage defeats Orndorff, kind of sending the end of that whole little program. Uh, Eddie Guerrero wrestles a, wrestles a time limit draw against Dean Malenko in both their debuts. Eddie offers a handshake. Malenko walks away. Chris Jericho also debuts. Uh, he defeats Two Cold Scorpio. Dustin loses to Steve Austin after Colonel Parker slips brass knuckles to Austin, who hits Rhodes for the win. And in the main event, Sting and the Steiners go to a double DQ against Flair, Arn, and Tully. Wyndham and Pillman both run in. The show ends with both sides brawling all over the building in what I'm going to call the Battle of Daytona. Uh, the locker room empties to try and clear the brawl, during which Austin and Rhodes start fighting again from their previous match. Colonel Parker attempts to take his boot off to hit Rhodes when Savage decks him, coming to Rhodes' aid. Uh, once things settle down, uh, it goes off the air with Commissioner Steamboat declaring that on September 17th in Asheville, North Carolina, it will be Sting, the Steiners, Pillman, and Dustin Rhodes with their Terminator, Randy Savage. Versus the Horseman and Steve Austin with Colonel Rob Parker as their tor- Terminator in War Games. No pinfalls, surrender, submission, or your Terminator throws in the towel. So I'm kind of throwing in a little bit of that uh, Thunder Cage thing from 89 where you had Ole and Gary Hart at ringside with the white towels. Uh-huh, I figured that's what you're going for. Because I had to think of a way to do this again and kind of liven it up from the previous year. Um, so the, we're doing the first nitro now, uh, Pillman announces he can't compete in war games as he will need to have surgery to repair the damage to his ankle after the brawl at last month's clash. He says his, he has a replacement for the team in the main event. It is a six man tag match between Flair, Tully Arn, uh, against Sting and the Steiners. Wyndham comes out to interfere, and out of the crowd comes Lex Luger, who has just left the WWF. The horsemen powder out of the ring, and Luger announces that he is Pillman's replacement. And we're up to fall brawl. Um, Vader defends the U.S. title against Ron Simmons in what is Vader's most competitive match since he injured Cactus Jack. The Great Muda makes his return to WCW to defeat Lord Steven Regal for the TV title match. The Dirt Sheets claim it's six stars. I had to be a smart ah, ass. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Sting's team defeats the Horsemen when Colonel Parker accidentally throws the towel in for the Horsemen as he's trying to run away from Savage. After the match, Austin fires Parker and becomes the superstar Steve Austin. I didn't want to go with, okay, so I didn't want to go with Stone Cold. And superstar Steve Austin in ECW was a good in-between of stunning Steve and Stone Cold. So I figured I could play with that long term. So we're on Halloween Havoc 95. There's going to be no sumo trucks. Um, Austin and Rhodes have a backstage pull apart during a Dustin Rhodes interview oh, with PG. wait, 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 has the giant debuted? No, I'm not. Well, there's no Hogan. So there's no, I know there's the no giant. Hogan. So there's no giant. 
Yep, there's no Before job. Paul White never gets a job. He might be working for Vince at this point because Hogan well, might be. He might with have Vince. been, you know, because because uh, maybe Pat will remember him instead of getting the wrong giant. <laughs> was that Giant Gonzalez? Who was uh, the wrong giant? No, I think he he, he thought that he, he thought he he thought it was Kurgan or something they they already had or whatever or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> as the story goes, so he ends up signing with WCA. He's like, uh, so uh, how how did how did he meet up with Hogan? How did he meet up with Hogan? But uh, yeah, it's like they sent him a VHS. To, uh, Cordy t- tells the story about it because it's like I'm sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, because he had a tape of him. He had a tape of him. I think he got from Larry Sharp because Larry Sharp trained Paul White. He didn't do Did any you ever training. hear the story of uh he didn't he didn't get any training from Larry Sharp. He's like he said that he ran the ropes one time with Raven at Larry's school and that was it. Did you ever hear the story where Balls Mahoney bowed up to to the giant? Because Balls uh, was a trainer at Larry Sharp's school. That's who trained uh, that's who trained Balls, and then Balls was a trainer when he uh, was a Buddha Singh. And I guess Paul did something in class to piss off to piss off balls and balls went face to chest and, and basically threatened to kick the giant's ass. And Paul just walked out of the ring. Yeah, I never heard and that. And Balls was a crazy dude, so I completely believe it. Oh, also good, good balls Mahoney story. Uh, so the second wrestling show at my high school was an indie show and balls Mahoney was on it as a Buddha Singh, and he was doing a fire breathing gimmick ball set the tarp on fire on the, on the school gym floor by accident. So the relative of mine, my dad's like second cousin, who was the one who was running the charity that the shows were being done for runs in and takes his shirt off. And he's like a big dude takes his shirt off and tries to put the, Freaking fire out in the middle of the show because it's With spreading his shirt. Yeah, because they didn't have a fire extinguisher available. Ah, uh, where would it have been? It would have been in the hallway by the soda machines in the school. Too far away. <laughs> Actually, yes, too far away. <laughs> but uh, all right. So. All right, let's get on to Halloween havoc. Halloween Havoc. Rhodes and Austin have a backstage pull-apart during a Dustin Rhodes interview with Mean Gene. Dustin gets bloodied. Austin hammers Dustin's knee with a chair until he's pulled away by security. Dustin is taken from the arena via an ambulance. Ambulance. Jesus, I can't talk tonight. Harlem Heat and the Nasties and the Steiners have a triangle match. Uh, the Harlem Heat win when Ray pins knobs. Vader demolishes the Patriot in a quick United States title match. Arn and Tully successfully defend their tag titles. Against the American males. He's going to give you the clap. As an ECW. I don't care. It was catchy. Everyone was catching the clap. Um, Muda successfully defends the TV title against Scorpio. And in the main event, Sting and Flair go to a no contest. It starts off as a wild brawl between Sting and Flair and involves the rest of the horsemen as well as the Steiners and Luger. Luger accidentally catches WCW Commissioner Ricky Steamboat with his steel-plated forearm. 
That brings out Randy Savage, and Savage and Luger get into a huge brawl to end the show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Nitro, 10-30-95. The new acting commissioner, Roddy Piper, is introduced. He strips Flair of the title. Flair and Stinger each barred from WCW until Starcade. And at Starcade, it will be career versus career. He announces that the first World War III pay-per-view, they will have a 60-man, three-ring, over-the-top rope battle royal to determine the two men who will wrestle for the vacated title at Starcade. So because Flair and Sting have been causing havoc and having wild brawls and just endangering everyone, they're not wrestling in WCW until Starcade. They're gone. Okay. The title's held up. And this gives an excuse for World War III, basically. Uh, Randy Savage comes out to be interviewed by Mean Gene. Gene asks why he attacked Luger. Savage explains that there's very few men he respects in pro wrestling. And one of them is Ricky Steamboat. One of the men I respect in pro wrestling is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He had a cup of coffee in the big time once with the macho man Randy Savage. Lex Luger's a man I have no respect for because he couldn't even win the title in 1993 at SummerSlam. No. <laughs> Macho says no one has taken him to the limit like Ricky did and when he saw Lex attack Ricky in the brawl he had to come out and make things right Randy goes on to say that Luger's a punk the whole nice guy act is, that he does with Sting and the Luger's doesn't fool him Luger comes out and they start to brawl again Austin comes out and cuts a promo later uh, he cuts a promo on Dustin Rhodes calls him a coward for not being here tonight fully knowing he can't be there because he's injured Dustick comes out, baby. Oh, come out, baby, and tell you. You don't talk to my, my son like that. My son, if you will, baby. My son, the natural. And he's not going to take any of this from you, Steve Austin. Superstar, if you will. So-called. Not calling yourself that right now because that wouldn't happen. But we'll call you it anyways, baby. So Dusty gets fired up, untucks his shirt, and says, Dustin may not be here, but I am. Dusty and Austin exchange blows until Austin gets the upper hand on old man Dusty. He then gets a chair, slides it on Dusty's ankle, and does what we know now as the Pillman eyes on Dusty. Dusty is now taken out in an ambulance as well. So in two nights, Austin has taken out the Rhodes family. Moving on to uh, World War III. Uh, Vader defends the U.S. title against Johnny B. Bad. After the match, Cactus Jack returns from out of the crowd, attacks Vader with a chair in his return. Uh, this is also Bad's final appearance on WCW pay-per-view. Uh, Eddie beats Jericho in a semifinal match for the Cruiserweight title. Dean Malenko defeats Alex Wright in this in a other semifinal match for the Cruiserweight title. Um, Barry Windham watched the match from the entrance. So you will have Malenko and Eddie in the tournament final at Starcade. Arn and Telly successfully defend the tag titles against Harlem Heat after ref bump and Tully cracks Booker with the tag title. And then we have the 60-man over-the-top rope three-ring battle royal. Uh, the final eliminations are Regal and Muda both going over the top rope due to their momentum. Savage is eliminated by Luger, Luger by Austin, Wyndham by Rhodes. It is Wyndham and Austin. 
as the final two men to face off at Starcade for the world title. And now we're up to Starcade. Uh, the Cruiserweight title finals, Eddie Guerrero loses to Dean Malenko after interference from Barry Windham. Harlem Heat beat the Nasty Boys in a pinfalls count anywhere match. Macho Man Randy Savage defeats Lex Luger after Ricky Steamboat returns and hits Luger with the ring bell, brother. Let's see. Little callback. Uh, the TV title, Regal defeats Muda. After Regal wins, Conan comes out and attacks both guys. U.S. title match. Cactus Jack re- finally beats Big Van Vader. So Cactus finally gets the big win over Vader, and he's now the U.S. title holder. Uh, the Steiners defeat Tully and Arn. After the match, the Road Warriors come out and challenge the Steiners at Super Bowl. So now the Road Warriors are making their return. We're transitioning Arn and Tully out of the tag division. Career versus career. Uh, Sting loses. He is forced to retire after Brian Pillman comes out and attacks Sting with his cane. Lex Luger comes out, and it looks like he's going to avenge his friend, and instead he joins in on the beatdown of Sting. Backstage, the Horsemen cut a promo celebrating the end of Sting's career. And they, and they create the Horseman Luger. They create the ultimate Horseman. Flair, Arn, Wyndham, Luger, Pillman, and Malenko with Tully in the JJ role. And in the main event, Dustin Rhodes wins the WCW world title with the Lone Star State of Mind to become the new champion. All right. So, one more thing. We got to wrap this up going into 96. I'm not going to... It's not a whole lot here. Uh, So, we already explained the newly formed Ultimate Horseman. Superstar Steve Austin will be moving into a tweener role, pretty much feuding with anyone on either side. Uh, In the spring, he will debut a new finisher called the Blockbuster, which we all know now as the Stone Cold Stunner. Conan Muda and Regal will make up the TV title scene really just as an excuse to strengthen the relationship between WCW, New Japan, and AAA. Vader goes back to Japan because how can we miss you if you don't go away? Dustin's going to feud with the Horsemen. Uh, The Steiners will feud with Road Warriors throughout the winter. Cactus and Savage will start having a series of matches to elevate Cactus to the main event. Hall and Nash debut in the spring. They're going to eventually take the belts from the Steiners. Sting returns in in late 96 to gain revenge on the Horsemen. Sid will be brought in in late 96 as the Rogue Horseman, who will be Commissioner Piper's bodyguard. Johnny B. Bad is done. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. You're going to bring in the WWF champion in late 1996. He wasn't the champ until, what, 97? 90, oh, yeah, he was no. champ in 96. Well, he won it in November at the Survivor Series. So, oh, he's going to say he goes back to WWF. The, he's going to leave with the title and show up in WCW. Oh, God. He's this not is the awful. Champ. This is some awful shit. Okay, enough. I don't want to hear any more of this. I don't have. Here's here's what time for my it's time for my WCW because <laughs> this is so ridiculous. And let me tell you something: Herrick's whole premise of this thing 
Let me tell you something right now. That doesn't work for me, brother. Ah. Here's what it's going to be. Here's how it's going to go down. Hulk Hogan, the greatest World Wrestling Federation champion of all time, comes in, wins the unified title that from Ric Flair at the Bash of the Beach, just like it actually happened. Then we shift and have a rematch with Ric Flair. But somehow, Ric Flair is able to regain the title with some shenanigans. Which he should have. Which is how it should have gone down. So Hogan puts him over, gives him the belt back. Then you have the uh, clash of something or other. (laughs) Hogan gets the belt back. But Hogan's attacked by a man in a mask. A man in a mask. (laughs) Remember the man in a mask? Who's going to turn out to be not Brutus the Barber Beefcake, calling himself the Butcher. It's going to turn out to be Stink. Stink Stink. is going to be the man in the mask. (laughs) Stink is going to turn heel. Stink and Sting is going to turn heel and be the man in the mask. So Not Stang. (laughs) <laughs> not not staying. That's that's a that's a that's a Heath. <clears throat> if you if you watched uh, 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 Talking Shop of Mania one or two, Stang. <laughs> uh, so then you got that going back and forth. So Flair doesn't lose a retirement match. He's got. We don't do that stupid stipulation, uh, but. It is revealed who the man in the mask is, and it's Stink, and that's who the that's who the big main event is at Starcade. Is Stink heel Stink versus Hulk Hogan, and you know what? Boom! Hulk Hogan block punch, block punch, wait finger wag, big boot, leg drop. He pins Sting one two three as it should be. Thanks for coming, Sting. Moving on. Then everything else is pretty much the same as it was. I don't know. <laughs> You're not going to change history. All right. The alliance to end Hulkamania with the ultimate solution and Z Gangsta. Oh. I hate to say this. I was 11. I was their prime audience. I thought that was the stupidest shit. With the alliance to end Hulkamania? Yes. I, I wasn't watching at that point because... They had stopped making Saturday night the go-to show because, oh, Nitro's our mothership show now or our main show, and our, Nitro's the battleship. Because I remember them saying that crap, too. Oh, Nitro was the battleship, and Saturday night was the mothership. <laughs> Speaking of, of Hogan in 95 and Saturday night, uh because I did find that promo. How did that live up to uh, your memories with him introducing uh, the Renegade? I It was as horrible as I remember it. Only more so because I, I didn't remember him talking about there being a swerve or whatnot. And that's probably would have been the first time I heard the word swerve used. But it kind of flew over me because I just remembered the disappointment of it not being the ultimate warrior. I'm like... Here, here's his like, it's like, it's like this. It's not the ultimate warrior, brother. It's my ultimate, it's not an ultimate surprise. You might say it's the ultimate swerve. And here's me at home. 
Although I look kind of like Festus there, so. But and, 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 and my God, flat my jaw hit my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, okay, it's not the Ultimate Warrior. He's some dude that kind of looks like the Ultimate Warrior behind all that smoke. And I forgot it was. It was so much worse than I remember it because I did they not, have him in a I did not remember the whole that smoke machine and whatnot behind there, literal smoking mirrors to try and make you think that this guy was something. Literal smoking mirrors. He looked like he didn't have his face paint on in that. In that, uh, I don't it, think he did. His R. He didn't have his R. He didn't have his R painted on his face. So- and he wasn't uh, so so bad. And poor Arn had to do the job to him and drop the TV title to him. Ugh. I don't was, remember who Arn won was, the belt. That was some prestigious stuff for that title. I think he got it off of Johnny B. Sucker Punched by. Didn't he? <laughs> I'm pulling up the title history right now. Hold <laughs> on. I, I call him Johnny B. Sucker Punched by because... I just remember when I started watching WCW and like, and he was trying to go after the U.S. title with Austin. And he hit him with a hit him with a sucker punch. Johnny B. Sucker punched by. <laughs> yep, Arn won it January eighth, ninety five, from Johnny B. Bad. I figured it had to have been him because I remember that idiot had the TV title, and I remember DDP was trying to take it from him, couldn't do it. He did. Did he do it? He was TV champion. That fall brawl. What did he do? Drop it back to him? He lost it to Johnny B. Bad at Halloween Havoc. And then he lost his broad. Actually, yes. that might have been the same match. He lost the I Diamond think it Bell. was. <sighs> Awful. And then, and then, and then Bad left. So they had to do the whole thing with with her being the booty babe. With definitely not Brutus Beefcake. Definitely not the same guy who was the butcher. And, oh, wait, 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 wait. No, hold on, hold on here. Definitely not the guy who had just been, after being the butcher, the Zodiac. Yes, no. Yes, no. Yes, no. Hey, brother. Hey, brother Brutai. You know that You know that outfit you had, brother, in that hit movie, Mr. Nanny? Mr. Nanny. That's what you need to dress up as to join the Dungeon of Doom at the Zodiac, brother. Who all was in that scene in Mr. Nanny? That's a good question. It, I want to say, for sure, obviously Brutus. Jim the Anvil. Oh, I got a picture here. Copy image. Sending it in the group chat. So it looks like Brutus as the Zodiac, Nightheart, Kamala, George the Animal Steel, and Alpha. So all the guys who showed up on Thunder in Paradise at some time, too. Other than Alpha, I don't remember Alpha being there. I remember Nightheart was on an episode of Thunder in Paradise, though. He's in the he's in the pilot because he he headbutts. What was his name in freaking Thunder in Paradise? 
Hogan's character? Yeah. I don't know. Hurricane. Doesn't he, he give him a black eye? He gives him a black eye and his eyes discolored, yes. I just saw a story here with a shoot interview with Beefcake talking about how Hogan got the black eye before WrestleMania 9. And it was some convoluted story about they were riding jet skis or whatever, and Hogan, like, he's like, I had a, uh, I don't know. He's like, he was used to riding, a, Hogan was used to riding a great big one. He had just some little one that Brutus had. And he's riding Brutus's little one or whatever, and, like, I don't know. He's like, awful. He hits some, he hits some uh, big wave or something like that, and, like, it throws him off of it, and, like, he hit, like, the handlebar with his face or whatever. Because it certainly wasn't Macho like, decking him. The guy interviewing him is like, uh, what? well, hold on here. Are Hogan and Brutus still on the outs, or are they on the ins again? Are, are they on the ins again? I thought they were. I think they are on the ends again, so maybe you're right. But, uh, yeah, the interviewer says, well, you know the story behind that, the rumor. What rumor? He's like, the rumor is that Randy Savage decked him because, you know, the whole story, whatever. And uh, and he's like, oh, no, that's not what happened. That's a good story. I could actually believe it because I, I can believe probably all that other than, other than that's not how he got the black eye. Brutus got to stay in Hogan's good graces. After, after he made up, after he tried to attack him in his book. <laughs> yeah. Man. I, I All the Hogan stuff cracked. Uh, like, I, I couldn't go to Hogan's beat shop after everything I've heard. And I love Hogan, obviously. I'm wearing the shirt. Yes. But I couldn't go to the beat shop. Especially seeing the prices for what they're charging for stuff. Oh, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's like... Now, some of the shirts aren't that bad or whatever, but just order that crap off the website and not have to deal with Ron. Not Opie Taylor. (laughs) They, uh... the, the, The price they charge for replica belts is unreal. Because I think they're trying to pass them off as legit belts, not replicas. Yeah. Well, you know, Vince is trying to steal them from us. It's, it's like, uh, uh, he's, he's got spies. and You know, somebody stole one of the belts before. Like, Dude, no. No. You know what? I mean, well, yeah. How come they don't make a replica belt of that first WWF title that Hogan had? Like an official replica or a bootleg? Yeah, yeah. Well, even a bootleg replica. There's bootleg replicas. They probably have bootleg replicas of it, but like they don't do they don't do the WrestleMania three belt. They don't do the one before that though either. The one that has like the letters that are W W then F. Granted, they'd make it E now because they did do the Hogan eighty six belt for a while. I want to say maybe in like the the mid two thousands when Hogan was in their good graces. Yeah, because I, I remember seeing it in. Um, it's not much of a nerd as I am. I used to get the wrestling superstore catalog, 
via mail. I'm just saying I've never seen it like on the WWE shop available. No, I don't think I don't think so. they've done it on the shop in over a decade. But there was a period of time where they were doing a lot of the old school because they did an AWA belt. They did the the one that Henning held. They did a replica uh, of the, the AWA one. belt. The good one. I like both. I don't like the prison belt. It looks like garbage to me. There's something about it that I, I really like. Because it's really, really big. It looks classy because Nick Bockwinkle held it. Well, that's the only reason that got it, cl- it had class. That's the one that Hanson ran over with his truck and sent back. Best bed. thing he ever did. <laughs> Best thing he ever did. Made him get rid of that belt. Get a new one. <laughs> of, course, Man, then Jerry, you... of course, then Jerry Lawler t- kept it, didn't he? So what did they do? Have to get a new one after that? <laughs> um... Yes, they did get a new one, but I don't remember because it looked exactly the same, but it wasn't the same belt because right, the one that Lawler took the one that Lawler him, took that became the unified world heavyweight championship for the USWA. Yeah, and he altered it to have USWA uh, engraved on it instead of AWA. Because uh, I remember Dave Milliken on his old website posted pictures of of the alterations that Lawler had done. Interesting. Interesting. But but yeah, they they have um there's bootlegs of pretty much all the WWF titles. So I've I've even seen bootlegs of uh the Bruno belt. Well that that I think I've seen. But I, yeah, they do the big green. They do both the the Hogan eighty four with the red lettering and they do the Hogan eighty five that he had at WrestleMania. And then the Hogan 86 for uh, Mania 2 and 3. Which I'm a little partial to that one because I like the fact that it has the the national flags on it. Oh, that one. Okay. Is that not the one you were talking about earlier? Uh, I'll show you the one I'm talking about. Because you said the WrestleMania 3 belt. That's... That's the one I thought of for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's not the one I was talking about initially. Uh, the WrestleMania 3 one, yes, but I'm thinking about... Let's see if I can find it. Yeah. Okay, not that one. Not that one. Uh, not that one. This one. Not the best picture, but you'll get the idea. And that one. Oh, the Hogan 85. Yeah. Yeah, no, they never made a replica of that. Yeah, that was the one I was talking about. I like. I, I like the one before it that's all silver with the red lettering. It's the exact same belt. It's just, it's red, it's all silver. All silver? Yeah, hold on, I'll find a picture of it. Okay. 
because I'm a huge belt nerd, and if I had the money, I'd have more than just one bootleg belt. Ah. Yeah, that one's... I don't remember ever seeing that one before. He only had it for 84. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's I, just something about with the red lettering, it pops differently than the... You know what, you know what I don't like? Is it doesn't have, like, the black back. It, it It's just all gold with red lettering. There's nothing... There's no black in there. It's like the black, the one, yeah, I like the newer one. The one, the 85 one's better to me. I just sent you a link for it. <clears throat> so if you want to buy it, you can. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe. Well, that's not, at that price, maybe I will actually. <laughs> that's why i buy that's why my my red logo intercontinental titles a bootleg <laughs> of course it goes up though if you get it at four millimeter thickness as opposed to the two millimeter and the metal that's still not bad though i mean it's under yeah. 200 bucks yeah yeah uh See, I got thinking about this recently because, like, the ultimate Hogan figure that they have out comes with that belt. Oh, does it? Yeah, it comes with that one. But, of course, you know, it says E. I like what my brother says. He's like, open it up, get a black marker, and just cross that E out. <laughs> Make it an F. <laughs> Take the Sharpie, but go no over it. Know. I mean, it's going to be your collectible. I don't see you reselling it. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't buy that figure because I do not buy figures anymore. They're just getting way too pricey for me. Yes. And I'm like, no, no. I was like, no. I was I was very tempted to get that Hogan figure, though. My brother did get it, but I was very tempted to get it. I was like, oh, it looks so cool. But I also dislike the bendy torsos. I don't like the looks of that on the figures. I, I don't. They don't need that to me. It's uh, that makes them look like garbage to me. Having the the torso that uh, I don't like it. I I don't buy figures anymore. It's mostly people buying figures for me. Like I think almost the last ten years, most of my figures came from Jamie. Yeah. And well, they're like, all they're almost all Randy Savage figures. Well, it's like even the Cornet figures that I've gotten recently in the last few years, that's because my brother got those for me. I wasn't gonna get it. I was like, eh, yeah, it's kind of so cool, expensive. But... Exactly, it's so expensive. I'm like uh... And then I got like uh, uh one of the Briscoe brothers figures from Ring of Honor that he had like an extra one that he gave me too. He was like I was like, Oh, cool. And I'm like like I don't I thought the Ring of Honor figures kind of looked like, meh. So I was like, I wasn't really going to get any of those anyways, but I was like, ah, that's kind of cool. It's all right. It's all right. Like, she just recently got me the uh, Macho King Funko Pop. See, Funko Pops I can't do. 
I just, I, I don't, I don't. Eh. I'm very particular about what ones I'll buy. Um, and, and the last one I bought, I will own it. The last one I bought, I pre-ordered the Magnum PI one. Yeah. And I think 90% of the people who listen to this know I'm a huge mark for Magnum PI. I have... All right, so I have a replica Robin One license plate that's on the car. <laughs> that was a Christmas gift. Um, I bought all the seasons on my own, and then I also got all the seasons in one set as a Christmas gift one year. <laughs> I've seen the the complete series at Walmart, and I've lately, and I've been tempted to get that because that show is so great. It's fucking awesome. I've dressed up as Magnum for numerous Halloweens, too. Yeah. Nice. Big mark for Magnum P.I. So so did you have a Detroit Tigers hat for that costume? I did Or was it not? I didn't wear a hat. <sighs> Gotta have the Tigers well, As I have explained in, in the group chat, I was pretty broke for the most of my adult life okay that's fair that's fair (laughs) that's fair and besides it is just halloween but because i i forget what we were talking oh um oh that jamie got me uh, a world series hat for my birthday this year oh nice the reason being is we couldn't afford me getting one in 2008 when we were clerks barely scraping by living in an apartment together uh, a World Series locker room hat was not a high priority back then. <laughs> so new. No. So this was no. her making up for what we couldn't do back then. I got you. Goddamn Phils are gonna freaking kill me tomorrow night. Hey, I saw I, I missed the game last night. But I saw that Verlander You didn't miss anything. Finally got a win in the World Series. One and eight. One and eight in the World Series now. That's one in a row for you, JV. <laughs> yeah, well, he gets to go home and fuck Kate Middleton's or Kate Upton, so. <laughs> yeah, get the right Kate there. I like uh, both hot, but yes, get the right one. <laughs> I mean, he could be banging the princess for all we know. Who knows what they're into? <laughs> they could be having a royal key party. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to pop myself on that. So, uh, so your your team's on the your team is on the verge of elimination now. You gotta go back yeah. to you gotta go back to Houston if you will, baby. Do or die, do or die, do or die. They either do it or they die. The season dies anyway, baby. So this is this is what gets to me. Um, everyone. Everyone I know, for the most part, says they weren't even supposed to be here. You should be enjoying this. No. Because no, the Astros are such smug motherfuckers. Like, if you... They are the epitome of, like, an 80s baseball movie heel team. Like, you want to see them lose. And it happens to be my team playing them. Like, I want to see the Phils beat them. Because they, they're fucking assholes. 
They cheated. And it may not have been all the guys on this current team, but there's enough of them that were there that, that cheated. Yeah, the Houston assholes. <laughs> Sorry, I hate fucking Altuve. Every time he fucking grins after, like, anything he does. I just wish someone would fucking beat him. <laughs> but I texted uh, one of my, the guy I do the Phillies pod with last night, and I said, look, I know it's frowned upon, but we need someone like Brett Myers in there to just fucking peg him once in the head and humble the shit out of him. They don't like old school stuff like that anymore in baseball, but I'm all for it. I created yeah. a stir. Yeah. On, uh, Remember, uh, what's his name there? Uh, what's his name there? Wasn't it uh, Gian? Ozzy Gian got himself in hot water over that years yes. ago. Making the guy throw it. Oh, and the other thing was, well, the big part of it was the guy couldn't do it. He missed. He missed. He couldn't hit him. That's right. I forgot about that part. That's right. The guy couldn't hit him. It was like, and then it's like I think they brought the next pitcher, and then that guy did hit him. <laughs> I could be wrong. But you should like, have seen the hate I got on NASPOD because I said that Buster Posey's a pussy. <laughs> Because of the whole the whole not blocking the plate rule now, you have collisions at home. Yeah, yeah. He was a great catcher. He couldn't take a hit. If you're gonna be catcher, you gotta be able to take a hit. They completely mm-hmm. rewrote the game for him. We should probably yeah. call this because we're let's we're, wrap this we're up. Let's, nonsense let's, now. Okay, okay. We're talking well. Well, we're talking about a, another World Series championship for the Astros, you know, and the greatest pitcher of the, our generation, Justin Verlander. But, uh, I mean, the hell with the rest of the team, but Justin Verlander, you know. They weren't supposed to win this series. You guys were supposed to win this series so he could get mad and leave there because, you know, they weren't going to pay him or whatever when he opts out of his contract. And we could sneak in and snatch him back. That's what that is supposed to happen. It ain't going to happen. It's a pipe dream. And, and uh, the Phils look like they, they punched themselves out on on game three with all those dingers. They dumbed themselves out of position. They look like Rocky going against freaking Mr. T. That's what they looked like the last two nights. They need, to, they need to find the eye of the tiger. I'm laughing because I was thinking of this. Well, you know, Mr. T. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You, better, you need to tell me you bet on the fight in Rocky 3 and you bet against Rocky? Hindsight's twenty twenty, my friends. <laughs> I, I fucking love Dirty Work. Thank you for that. That is a great movie. <laughs> what I don't understand is... Uh, you you owe bookie money and they say shoot off some of your toes. You still owe the bookie money and they're gonna kill you in three days if you don't pay them anyways. Doesn't seem fair to me. <laughs> man, Jeffrey Chase was still the man in nineteen ninety eight when that movie came out. I don't care what he, when he had good How material Bob pulled off that movie. 
Well, you know, Norm recruited him to be the director for it. Oh, did he? Yes, because he's like, he's like, here, I need you to direct my movie here for him because you know, <laughs> it was great. Though it's like he's talking about uh, on on Letterman. He's like, yeah, Bob would tell me to uh, you know, do this a uh, certain way, or yeah, uh, and uh, and I'd say, hey, aren't you that guy from that show? And I do it how I wanted to, anyways. <laughs> Oh, but well, it's it's such a shame that Bob passed though because he was for Norm. He was going to go back because they originally had an R rating for that movie. With the yes. studio cut it down to be, it was like uh, it was like uh, uh, the uh, the uh, jail scene. You know, he's like he goes, "Oh, you guys got a lot to learn, pal. Way out of line, way out of line. You know what hurts the most is the lack of respect. Actually, what hurts the most is the the other thing that uh." Hurts the second most is like he doesn't say the other thing. They had to dub that over in there, and I never picked up on it until I saw him explaining it. And then I'm watching the scene, and you can tell that uh, that's not what Norm says. He's like, <laughs> you know, what hurts the most is the uh, ass rape. That's what hurts the most. This <laughs> <laughs> is an un- it, unloved you know, movie. Oh, that movie's so great. I uh, In the group chat, I sent you... Well, I sent everyone, basically. But mainly for you, uh, one of my favorite Norm stories is him and Artie talking about Bob Euchre. Oh! <laughs> that fucking Artie Klein's an asshole. <laughs> and that Artie Klein's a real asshole, isn't he? Yeah, because... Because Artie went on Letterman and he's telling the story and whatnot. <laughs> of Euchre hitting on, yelling at chicks and, and commenting he on them off filthy, the He's but he's got the mute button, you know, so he'll be like. <laughs> just mute it and say the filthiest thing and then he go right back into calling the game. Doesn't mean to be. He's like, look at the. And then off the middle. Uh, <laughs> basic. <laughs> I, th- oh. I, I love that story just because Artie, Artie sells it so well. One of the few times Howard doesn't interrupt too much either, but all right, it is uh 1206. All right, let's wrap this here. up. Wrap it up. I gotta go to the DMV and get my license taken tomorrow because it's due. So I gotta get up early. See, we don't have we don't have a DMV here. We call it the Secretary of State's office. You have to actually go into the Michigan. capital, like city, and do that. No, they have offices are all over the state. Oh, okay. I don't have to just go to. This. I don't have to go to the actual Secretary of State's office. No, they have them throughout the state. Like almost all, every city has like a Secretary of State's office. Well, yeah. here in Pennsylvania, we have one Secretary of State's office, and we have DMV. So yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just like, uh, you know, we don't have district attorneys either, you know. We have county prosecutors and whatnot. We have both, I think, actually, because they talk about county prosecutors on the news, and then we have district attorneys. And I, I remember this because, like, uh, 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 several years back here, there was some idiot uh, in, a, in a town over nearby, and he was known as the uh, Petoskey Batman. Because. What? <laughs> it, it, I'll let you, uh, 
You can Google this later. Uh, actually, I might be able to find a, a picture of it and send it to you. But uh, this guy got arrested for like uh, dressing up as Batman, trying to climb on the roofs of the town and like Jeez. jump around. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, this, this comes a story, you know, and people are like commenting, like making jokes. It's like, well, the district attorney of a, and it's like, and then somebody makes comments is like, we don't have district attorneys in Michigan. We have county prosecutors and whatnot. I'm like, oh, go ruin the joke, why don't you? <laughs> I'm like, somebody had to just comment in with facts to ruin a good joke. So I think that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Um, you know, we got to get somebody back here next week because when it's just you and me, this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I know. Oh, hold on, fight. hold on, hold on. I know how to do this. Let me let me bring in a quick guest. First of all, I'd like to say it was a pleasure to meet you a week ago in Milwaukee. And I'd like to say hello to Brando, who's not here this evening. I understand he's a big fan of mine and all my fans across Canada. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The hitman, Brett Hart. Thank you, Brett. Thank you for having me. Yeah, all right, Brett. Thank you. It was good to see you again. Yep. That, that was Brett Hart. Brett Hart came in at the end here. Just quick run in. That was, that was a hell of a hell of a guest we had. In hell of a Hart. guest. I didn't even know he was in the house. <laughs> he, he, he must be a regular visitor at your place. Must be. What? Someone else is here. What? Here, uh, yeah, I understand. I just missed my son Brett here. Uh, yes. Yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fuck it. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that, we'll we'll see you guys in two weeks.